it's a week 11. Week 11. Is it week 11? Yes, week it 12? is. Week 11. Yeah. We have officially hit um, double digits because I feel like 10 really isn't a double digit. Zero is not a number. Yeah. You got to make it to 11. Yes. We're in our preteen years. We are. Yeah. We're in our preteen years of episodes. Uh, I still enjoy it. I do too. I think it's been fun to do every week. I think so. And it, and it's, you know, a half hour, 60 minutes of our day that we don't think about work. Yep. Or, you know, uh, I guess it's a good segue into a little bit, but the chaos that's going on. Yeah. Because and we know that there's a lot, a lot of chaos going on. There is. And we want this to be more of a outlet for that. Yeah. So not necessarily a distraction because obviously there's many things that should be paid attention to right now. Um, but we're not going to use this to elaborate on that. If that's something that you want to have a personal conversation with us about, we'd be happy to do that. Absolutely. Um, but for today, we just want to give you 30 minutes of not yeah. <laughs> what is going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, a, you put it very beautifully. I, I, I rather um, give people an outlet for a little bit more positive relief. Um, I think that it is taking a toll on a lot of people. Yes. Um, especially a lot of people in my direct life. I know a lot of people in your direct life as well. Yep. Um, I really want people to feel as though this is something they don't have to hear more about that information. Right. So we're not going to talk about it today. No. No, we are not. <laughs> so instead, we are going to talk about some happy, happy news. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to reflect on what we've kind of done throughout this COVID-19 quarantine process, um, and then our steps into reopening, which happens when this is coming out. So you guys will hear this, you know, when we're, we're opening up. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, uh, official on Monday? Monday the 8th. Nice. Yep. I know. I can't wait. My barber is finally, she's going back to work the 8th. Yeah. I need you, you need a haircut. haircut. Everyone, everyone that sees me, oh, you got that flow going again. I'm like, you got like the skater boy flow going. I on. know, like my literally, I don't think my hair has been this long since like middle school. It's, like I don't think it's been well, maybe senior year, junior. Year of I high was school. gonna say when we met, I think it was that long. It was but still it's been decently long, long, but like, like the fact that I can grab the back of my head and like with a full palm and like there's hair there, that's yeah. that's unacceptable. I mean, you're one step away from a full mullet. Uh, no. No. Sorry, Gage, you ruined it for me. I'm not getting a mullet. <laughs> Gage actually pulled off a really great <laughs> He mullet. did, and I wouldn't want to follow in my son's footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we should probably backtrack to the beginning of all this, like how we kind of survived yeah. um, being closed for, what, three months? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, let's start off, government funding. Did you guys get government funding? We did, yes. I did not, um, and I think because you guys had we have payroll, yeah, yeah, you guys have staff and payroll, yep. and uh, the way that the bank explained it to me was we, I didn't qualify for it due to the amount of money that I make, so it was not, quote-unquote, enough to get funding from the government, um, so I fall in this limbo land of... You know, I make decent money, but not enough as an individual to be able to qualify, qualify. for the payroll. Yeah. Because I think you needed close to like 
$5,000 or $10,000 a month or some something in those lines or you need it in that time frame that they were looking for a certain dollar amount to be made during that time. So, Yeah, that whole, the whole thing, I mean, obviously I'm very grateful that we got that government support, but <laughs> figuring it all out well, has been an absolute cluster. Look, luckily, I, I trained my personal banker and I'm very close with my bank, so it made it, the process a little bit easier, mm-hmm. even though they didn't have to help me for dog shit so it didn't really matter but also i mean i think you know uh the system's corrupt to begin with in my opinion um yeah i know, mean we could dedicate a whole series yeah but they had that. i think three different loans for small businesses uh they had an sba loan a small business association loan that just came out recently at the end of may they had the eidl loan and then they had the ppp program um, That's the one that we got. So the PPP are, should most businesses, small businesses, should have got because a lot of that money, I think, was grant money. So it was like not money that you had to necessarily pay back, but it went towards the business directly. Yeah, so there were some like fine line rules with that. Like You had to use a, maj- a certain percentage of that money towards payroll. Yes. And when it was first released, um, that payroll also had to have a certain number of full-time equivalent staff um, and it had to match a specific payroll amount from 2019 so there was a lot of like things that you had to figure out now they've since changed it so it's not as much of a percentage um, but if you met all of those requirements then you didn't have to pay any of it back it was forgivable now and then I think a little bit of what it was left over I'm not sure how much of the quote-unquote free money you were able to get but I think a lot of it also rolled over to utilities and rent and things which like that. Which is what we used it for. I yeah. mean, you know, which it's, most people would use it for. Yeah, it was really shitty timing for us because the we closed our doors on March 16th. We were supposed to open the new basketball facility on March 17th. Yep. So we went from, you know, having a pretty, like, couple pretty successful months to all of a sudden, like, you have a new building to pay for and then two other buildings to pay for and all of a sudden you can't bring any revenue in and so definitely grateful for that funding i also have to say that we survived because of our landlord roger duffett who worked out an agreement with us like we technically we don't even have a co for the new building yet so we haven't started paying rent on it um, because there were a couple inspection things that had to to come through but So that was great, and then he also allowed us to push off um, rent at the performance facility. So really, you know, he played a major role in us staying afloat. Yeah. um, I don't have that same experience, uh, unfortunately. I know. Um, But I'm forever happy for the people that didn't have a lot of that. You know, I feel like landlords are also somewhat affected, but also if they're a business, they're also getting, you know, some sort of help as well, which... Um, you know, you hope they help out their people, which, you know, your guy Roger did a phenomenal job for you guys. Yeah. Um, and then to the other two loans, the reason I didn't want to um, move forth with those were I didn't want to pay the money back, quite honestly. Right. Like those, those were loan loans. So the IDL and the SBA loan, literally, they, it was you could get money, but you're going to have to pay us back. Right. And even though pretty much... I don't know about you, Maggie, but I've 
literally most of the information I got was via Facebook. Yep. Via TV. Yep. Or via my mother. Yep. <laughs> like, that's really it. And there were no phone calls. Nope. There were no emails unless we went after them ourselves. Um, no phone calls, no emails, no nothing. Literally just people, like, social media avenues yeah. that we found information about. Um, I'm pretty sure I got a text message uh, the first day that we got shut down. was saying, hey, gyms are closed. What are you going to do? Right. I'm like, uh, uh they are? <laughs> Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Great. So the, way, the way they organized it at first, you know, I guess, let me first say that I hope we can learn from a lot of mistakes. I really do. I really hope that the country, the government, the system can learn from a lot of these mistakes that we made and just digging ourselves out of a lot of big holes. Um, because the way that they handled it was not very um, efficient for a lot of business, not just the gym industry, because, you know, granted, we don't make the government any money, so... We don't really have any sort yeah, we of say in anything. Yeah, we very low on that, that We are pole. very low on the totem pole. Um, but anyways, we, we um, I hope they figure it out the next time. Yeah. Um, and have a better system in place, you know, uh, but we could ha- dedicate a whole other episode of how we would change handling this system. Honestly, yeah. Um, but I, I hope that that's a thing. You know, we just want to shed light on how a small, you know, two small businesses can stay afloat during this time of, Really not receiving, you know, I don't know about you, but I only received maybe 30, 40% of what I normally would take in. Um, and we're able to still stay afloat without having to really get into catastrophe mode. Yeah, I think that it's definitely, I'm very grateful for, we had a core group of members, and I'm sure you did too, yeah. um, who said, you know, don't stop my payments. Like, I want to do remote training or I want to do, you know, virtual training. Um, so that made a huge difference for us. I mean, just not only monetarily, but personally, yeah. you know, you know that your clients care about you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been fantastic. Um, I think we both can be proud of the fact that we took the proper steps to stay Absolutely. open. Like we didn't start a GoFundMe. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. I need to, I need to go on a rant and I'm sorry if this offends anyone. But free fucking handouts are the, your pieces of shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you are literally pieces of shit if you're just going to ask for free fucking money from people. Yep. Like, do something. Yep. Like, I'll use one prime example because it's not in our industry and I'm not going to talk shit about someone in our industry even though you can do, you can go search it yourself and find out who's the shit bags in Buffalo. But Masuda Chow's literally started the GoFundMe two days into the quarantine. Not only did they start two days into the quarantine, they did nothing to try to help themselves. Small businesses, you are literally in charge of yourself. You should be able to go out there or sell something or do something or try your best to stay afloat. It's called hustling. That's literally what it is. You need to hustle. Not asking for $75,000 on their GoFundMe page when I think they took home twelve. But that's still twelve thousand of free dollars that you did nothing for because people yeah. felt quote unquote bad for you. That's a bunch of shit. I'm I think sorry. they had plenty of other ways to. I mean, look at all of the other restaurants that did yes. curbside pickup, delivery. Um, you know, they got creative. Like, and they sold booze. Yeah, Masuda Chow's is a bar. 
Yeah. Sell booze. I mean, look at Hartman's was doing that. Yeah. Lloyd was doing that with their alcohol. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been a major supporter of Fatty Beer Company. I mean, they they were just here two days ago delivering beer to me. They, beer livery. Yeah, beer livery. Like, they literally just... You respect the people that do something like that, you know? Yeah. They are trying to come up with a solution that's not only going to benefit them... But it's still going to benefit their consumer. Like, we all get into these fields because of customer service. Like, mm-hmm. we want to provide a service to a customer. We don't want the customer to just give to us. We're trying to give something in return. Yes. So I think, you know, it's it's just silly to ask for just money. Like, yeah. And then if you're going to do that, like, I mean, I, honestly, I could do like six more episodes on this. But if you're going to do that, apply it to your business. You know, like, that's something that just pisses me off. Like, don't ask for money and then spend it on dumb shit for yourself. Dumb shit. Like, because then you're just looking like an ass. Like, I'm sorry. You know, if if you're asking, there's just, there's a better way to do it. I'm sorry. Like, there, I'm getting all, I'm getting worked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's a better way to do it. You know, you see companies that have taken this time developed a business plan put out some sort of product that the consumer can safely purchase and then you see them taking that money and not only staying afloat but maybe they're doing renovations to you know part of their facility or maybe they're putting it into like cleaning like you know, yep. there's plenty of ways to apply it, to showcase it. Like, we put together a whole video library of every single exercise that is in our programming um, over this quarantine. And, we, like, we put money into it, you know? That's a way to take what you have and apply it into something that's going to continually benefit the customer. Yeah. You know, it's not about being selfish. No. I mean, I understand, like, if you need to eat, obviously, you know, use money for food. But, like, yeah. don't buy dumb shit. And also, I've said this in private in a lot of conversations, but it really also shows you a lot of the companies, you know, I don't think desperate is the right word, but that live very close to their means. Yeah. And very close to, you have a bad month. You might not eat well that month. You might not be eating. Yeah. And I think the typical rule of thumb is you need three months of bills in the bank account in case anything happens. I think that's, you know, the quote-unquote rule of small businesses. And, you know, I think this is more applicable to businesses that have been in businesses that have been in business uh, for the last, uh, for at least three years, right? You mm-hmm. can kind of quote-unquote tell yourself if you meet that criteria, you have enough money in a bank to at least pay that many bills in the first three years, after three years, then you're kind of doing well for yourself. Like, you're, you're doing okay, like, you should be in business. But we, we have been learning that there are a lot of places that don't, that can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, not to sound selfish, but I feel as though, I hope this is a reality check. I hope, I hope that a lot of people see that and understand that, like, oh, maybe this isn't a long-term solution. I've been in business for 10 years, and I still can't afford to pay my bills after one month of not working. Right. So, not to sound... You know, uh, insensitive or selfish, but like you need to set yourself up better. Yeah, and I think that's the whole point. Like, we're not trying to be dicks about all this, but like, if you're thinking about getting into a business, you have to think about this stuff. Yes. 
you know, it's not an easy, like, open, if you build it, they will come. Like, there's a lot that goes behind it, and I think sometimes people underestimate that. And I really think they do, and, you know, I know both of us don't have mommy and daddy funding. Mommy and daddy don't pay for our buildings, don't pay for our bills, don't just funnel us, you know, $1,000 extra in our bank accounts every month, like, that shit don't happen. Like, I mean, we worked hard for our fucking money, and we worked hard to stay in a very successful business and built a community through hard work and compassion, honestly. Yeah. So, moving towards a happier end of it, yes. now we get to really work with that community again. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, you know, just touch base on what our game plan is moving forward um, yeah. as we approach this, like, limited phase two reopening. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's been great during this whole time. I mean, we've pretty much grinded the last... Uh, nine eleven weeks um you know, where we've had this opportunity to uh adapt i think adaptability is something that you learn with a lot of these businesses you need to be able to understand okay i can't do this but what can i do okay this i can do okay how am i going to do this better mm-hmm. and if you think about it 11 weeks to try to revamp an entire business model is not easy no it's not it's not easy to do that with anyone you know and you give a lot of credit to um, a lot of these really successful businesses during the quarantine. And I think a lot of it showcases more, uh, you know, restaurants, because I think that's a way of, um, you know, visually seeing that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, we, we grinded, we found out what we could do during the quarantine and capitalized on it, you yep. know, whether it's park visits, whether it's at home visits, you know, with respective distancing guidelines, um, online training, remote coaching, um, selling merchandise, selling discounted memberships for future use, whatever it is, we adapted to the situation. Yeah. So it'll be nice to start to get people in to work with us again, though. It is. I, I mean, it's what we love to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's why we got into the businesses we did. It was so funny. I feel like this last week, especially, like, I had four different college students message me and they were like when are you opening i can't sit home anymore like they just they were at the brink of yeah really needing to get in well, so a lot of them are just in a in a pattern too of like all right in season out of season postseason preseason right like or off season in season um yeah like they have a mode like yeah athletes right, are very like do. that and if they sit at home too long they're like all right well i don't know what to do anymore yeah yeah i mean your identity is like kind of taken yes so yeah we just sent our email out last night and then put a post out today um pretty much just highlighting all of our you know safety policies cleaning policies all of that but what we're gonna do is um just start with one-on-one um i think moving forward as the demand progresses we have the capability to do like four different stations for one-on-one and just each um like station or zone or whatever will have all of the equipment necessary so we can still have a one-on-one coach to client um setup but then accommodate more people um and then a big change that we did that i'm actually excited for um tom's been working really hard on going digital with our programming so for those who don't know we literally had paper workouts in manila folders and our file cabinet was ready to explode. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Kids were losing their folders all the time. 
Um, so this is not only going to solve that issue of them looking for their program, but also they're not going to be like putting their hands all over everyone else's workouts. So we're using an app called Trainerize. Um, their workout will be right in there. Their rest periods are programmed in. Um, our video library will be updated. So all of that will be um, a really nice shift as we um, go into our system. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to write up uh, a very large proposal for phase two and phase four, uh, both at least by what the health department said and the New York state website said we didn't have to submit due to what our right. NAICS code is that? I think right? that's what it is. Yeah. NAICS it's a, some code. Sort of code, whatever our, whatever our code listings are for our individual businesses. And we have multiple, right? Because I mean, there's different services that we provide. So uh, we have different codes for different things. I know the personal training and the fitness center recreation is, is a different code. Um, but we had to write these proposals, the guidelines. I know Matt had to do the same thing with move well, um, when he's in house now, um, we just have proper things in place. I mean, we have to like, I mean, as annoying as it is, you know, cleaning everything that you touch, you know, and in my field, we're not as close anymore. Like I'm not on top of someone unless I'm spotting them benching. I'm spotting them benching. I have to take the proper approach to doing those things. You know, if you have to be within six feet of someone, you have to make sure that you're keeping uh, the right protocols. Um, And this is all, you know, you don't have to do these things, but if you don't, someone could complain. Someone could um, go to the police or health department or OSHA or whatever it is that they want to go to, to tell you that you're not being compliant to the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I have a lot of this problem sometimes. I don't think you do as much. Um, People look into my building just randomly. They, They just walk by because there's a mailbox, there's a redemption can place. They just peer in, and, right. and it's like, no, I can see you, motherfucker. Like you're just looking into what <laughs> there's I'm doing. windows. <laughs> like the windows aren't just see through. I can see you too, um, and I don't know if they understand that, or they're just being nosy, or they're just curious. Yeah. Um, but you know, someone could see something that's not right, and not that I'm explaining my business model or everything or what protocols we have to do to everyone, but you know, I'm explaining it to all of my clients. They all know what we have to do. Um, I'm not trying to stir the pot, um, just trying to keep as much distance. But at the end of the day, we get to go back and do what we love to do, which yeah, is awesome. which is amazing. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like, we're not going to stir the pot for anyone else. Like, do what you got to do to open up. Um, I mean, we're going to make sure we follow the rules. Yeah. I could give two shits if you aren't. Um, that's on you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. I mean, if you think, if your business isn't listed under the proper guidelines, there's also easy steps to do that. If there's any business owners listening, I mean, you could literally like go on the New York state website or I'm assuming your state's individual website and realize what you have to do. I mean, it's as plain and simple as that. They literally have a template form for you to go and plug in your answers to like every question. It's very easy on the New York state website. Mm -hmm. As for the unemployment system, not as easy, (laughs) but... This system is very easy. I think it's called New York Forward Reopening Business Procedures or Process it's or something. something along those lines. Um, and it's super easy. Like, mm-hmm. you can literally just find out what your business is listed in, what county you're in, and how the what the steps are. And it lists the protocols that you have to have. Mm-hmm. But be your own advocate, too. Because you can, like, we've both experienced, you could also have 
someone like Poland Cars or Cuomo say one thing, health departments say another, and the website agree with either one of those people. Mm-hmm. So you have to be your own advocate. You have to also understand, like, if you're going to be an asshole and not follow the rules, then you're at risk of a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. Because those fines are significant. Yes, they are. It's, what, $10,000 is yeah. the starting amount? Yep, 10000 for after the warning, 10000 for the first offense, twenty five and a shutdown for the second. Yeah, they remove your CO, which sucks. Uh, um, yeah, that, that clearly means you're probably not having a business again. Yeah. So, I know that on our end, we're just going to be smart. I mean, our biggest priority is just keeping our clients safe, um, keeping ourselves safe, and providing some sense of normalcy as we continue to transition through this this whole pandemic. Yep. And, you know, that's really all it is, is trying to find that normalcy again in what we considered pre-pandemic, you know, probably closer to, like, January, February type timeline. Yeah, I feel like that was really when it was last normal. Yeah, that was probably when everything seemed like, okay, don't worry about anything. You know, if you're coughing, it's probably just a cold or a flu. Rosie Um, agrees if you heard her in the background. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's going to be a long process. I I don't know if we could even fathom when things will probably be back to true normal true normal yeah i mean i don't know if they ever will i mean you should always wash your fucking hands yeah don't be be gross (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you touch something at a public place wash your fucking hands like after you're done like i feel like that's very fucking normal like i feel like a lot of people are going to be more aware of it so i think the new normal will just be people will be less gross you hope. <laughs> I mean, uh, I let's know. be honest. You, you hope that happens, but, um, I mean, yeah, you wash your hands. I mean, if you don't have to be super fucking close to someone, don't be, don't right be on, on top, top of their yeah. shit. Like, Which is weird anyways. Yes. Don't be on top of people's shit. I mean, when you're waiting in line. I mean, even now, when people wait in fucking line, like, especially now that, you know, restaurants are open for patio type stuff, how often are people actually standing six feet apart? Right. I pass by Dairy Queen every day on fucking Kenmore Avenue. Those people are not six feet apart. And there's like 30 fucking people in that goddamn line. You look at Wegmans. How often do you see people at Wegmans actually six feet apart? Yeah, that's a whole other episode. I will say, when I went to pick up my food at Los Mayas, because you all know I've easily had Los Mayas five times since they reopened, (laughs) um, people socially distanced there well. And they just opened their patio, which I didn't even know they had a patio. Most places don't. They made one. Yeah. Let's so, be so that's super exciting. So. I mean, I think uh, a lot of these restaurants are quote unquote adapting, right? Yes. If they don't have a um, a patio, I think they're making their parking lot a patio. Yeah. And they're blocking it off. Get creative. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I think this is a large step. Fingers crossed that numbers go down. Um, but I think this is a large step in getting closer to um, everyone being able to do whatever they want again. Yes. With restrictions, but being able to do whatever you want. Yeah. So, I guess the moral of it is, don't be gross, don't be a dick, do what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Also, don't be a dick aspect. Like, just respect the businesses that you're in. Yeah. If they ask you to do something, just fucking do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to wear a goddamn mask. It Nobody gives me a does. bunch of ingrown hairs and pimples on my fucking face. 
because I sweat because I'm a fat ass. What do you fucking want from me? <laughs> I hate it. But I'm always going to be like, all right, what does a door say? Does a door say I have to wear a mask? If it doesn't, I'm not going to wear a fucking mask. Yeah. But it, it just don't be an asshole. Don't be yeah. a dick. Like, just comply with whatever you have to comply to as much as you might not agree or want to do it. If you want to enjoy the places that you want to enjoy going to, just be compliant. Yeah. If you're excited about patios being reopened, don't be a dick and they'll stay reopened. Yes. Be an ass and they're going to close again. Yes. And also pay attention to the rules still because even though with everything going on in in this chaos world, like we still have to get back to normalcy with pre-coronavirus. Right. Um, And if we're not paying attention to those things. And um, I will say props to the protesters. I think most of the videos that I've ever seen or most of the photos, they've all been... Masked uh, up. Masks on. Uh, maybe the distancing isn't as prevalent, but at least they're taking precautions with uh, with masks and being sure. compliant in that aspect. Yeah. So, I know that we have been rambling, but I think yeah. you all have gotten the sense that, you know, when it comes to the two of us, at the end of the day, we care about our customers. We care about our businesses. We care about people. Um, yeah. And... We're just doing our thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're just following the rules, doing our thing, staying in our own little bubble. Yeah. I mean... Stay in your I, lane. That's right. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I deleted a couple of videos, like, announcing my reopening process because people don't understand and I just don't feel like dealing with a headache, but we stay in our lane, we do our own little thing, and... Even Rosie's agreeing, man. Yeah. She's vocal. She is very vocal today, and she's very compliant. Yeah. She's also keeping her distance from everyone. She is. <laughs> so is Hercules. <laughs> that is well, he always keeps his distance. Let's be but yeah, we had another episode planned for today. Um, we'll resume, obviously that soon. Soon, um, but for this one, we just we rambled. Yeah, I mean, I think um, probably the next couple will probably be rambling of other topics that aren't you know in, in a series because um, there's a lot of chaos in the world, and and I think. A lot of the topics, at least the next season of topics, are very important to us. Yeah. Um, and I want people to actually be able to mentally understand what we're, what we're talking about um, and comprehend without having any sort of biased um, previous opinion. Sure. So maybe we'll rearrange some a little bit. Yeah, maybe we can do that too. Because so. we got lots of plans, people. Yeah, I think the next nine, 12 episodes we're planning we out. We planned out 12 plan yeah that's you're stuck crazy. with me for 12 more weeks fuck what does that put me at is that raw nationals at that point oh my god it might we, be raw nats yeah at that point. if we have raw nats uh, it's it's in florida florida it's everything's open in florida it's well, gonna happen regardless yeah. it's gonna happen yeah but, <laughs> oh boy well we appreciate you guys tuning in to listen to us talk shit and yeah ramble for a little bit yeah, and i needed a good shit talking session yeah sometimes you just need to to get it out. Yeah. There's a lot of shit bags in Buffalo. I fucking hate. Like, the, <laughs> I just do. I'm sorry. Like, I'm usually, like, pretty okay with everyone and doing their thing. But, like, this coronavirus and everything, I think, has really shown people's true colors. Yeah. And, and o- other, you know, obvious things sure. going on. Yes, that too. Didn't want to bring that up. But, yes, that too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, you... Once you get to know people, I mean, shit, go scroll back on the news two or three weeks and see some shitbag in the fitness industry. If you really want a WGRZ, he's an asshole. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but in the South Downs. Um, 
But Kyle. Just <laughs> yeah. Just Kyle. kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it just don't be a dick. Yeah. End of the day, don't be a dick. Maybe that we'll put that on some merch. Yeah. It is the only gym rule. It still will be. Yeah, it's don't be an asshole. It still will be the only gym rule if you can read between the lines. It still will be the only gym rule. Moving I'll forward. let that sink in. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll All leave right. you on that Goodbye. cliffhanger. See you, folks. Goodbye.